Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends. Appreciate you joining us today for yet another episode of Everyday Truth. Want to reach over here? Sorry about that. I want to reach over here and get this postcard that I received. A very unique postcard in the mail. Uh, This is from uh, my very dear friend, uh, Grant Wilson. Uh, Grant uh, is, it has been a member of Faith Baptist Church for years. I mean, I want to say 40 years, Grant, something like that. But recently moved south and so is not able to be here, but is definitely involved online in spirit and in prayer and encouragement. He has left me a number of, I, I tell Grant, I want you to call me, leave a voicemail because When I am down and need encouragement, I play a Grant Wilson voicemail. He just is an amazing encourager, and he sent me this postcard. Look at that. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I don't think you need to say much more than that. So, Grant, I sure do love you. Thanks for listening and for sharing. Appreciate uh, your faithfulness to the Lord and to this podcast. We are in verse number 34 of, well, actually, verse number 35 of Mark chapter 12, if you want to find uh, your place and follow along. Let me begin reading at verse number 35, where the Bible says, Jesus answered and said while he taught in the temple. So again, just to remind you, this is the last week of Jesus' earthly ministry. So he's facing all of these opposition points uh, by groups, by individuals, even some sincere ones that are mixed in. We talked about that uh, last episode, the scribe that asked him about the greatest commandment. Jesus explained that, and the scribe seemed to understand. Look at verse number 35 now. So Jesus answered and said while he taught in the temple, how say the scribes that Christ is the son of David? So the Christ here means Messiah. Understand that Christ is not a name, it's a title. So when Jesus talked about Christ, most people wouldn't think about him speaking about himself because the people in Jerusalem didn't think he was the Christ. So they heard him talk about Christ and they would think about whom they thought Christ would be, whom they thought Messiah should be. So Jesus is teaching about Messiah and he says, you know, why is it that the Bible scholars, why is it that the scribes uh, talk about Messiah being the, the son of David? Now, that that would Jesus believe that too, obviously, but he's setting them up. So how say the scribes that, that Christ, Messiah, is the son of David, the offspring, the progeny of David? Now, then he quotes a verse Psalm, uh, the verses in Psalms, but look at verse number 36 here of Mark 12, for David himself and by the Holy Ghost. So interesting, he talks about the human author of Psalm 110, which is David, 
But then he talks about the divine author of Psalm 110, which is the Holy Ghost. And that's a really good thing for us to point out. And that is that Jesus testifies to the veracity and inspiration of Holy Scripture, especially the Old Testament to which he was referring. That there's a human author whom God used, David. But then, so it's not wrong for us to say, for instance, in preaching, hey, in Galatians 5, Paul said, in James chapter 2, James said, we talked about that yesterday, but it's also not wrong to say God said, because the Holy Holy Ghost, God, the Holy Ghost, God the Spirit, also is the author. So David, by the Holy Ghost, this is verse number 36, said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. So the Lord said to my Lord. So Jehovah said to my Lord. David is speaking. So there are three people in this verse. There's God, there's the Lord, there's a Lord, the Lord, and David. So the Lord said to my Lord, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So what do we understand? God the Father says to God the Son, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy thy footstool. So what's the point that Jesus is making? Well, look at verse number 37. David therefore himself calleth him Lord. And whence is he then his son? So Jesus is challenging their theology, isn't he? He's saying, well, wait a minute. David called the Lord, Messiah. He called him his Lord. But how could David be calling Messiah his Lord when Messiah would be the offspring of David that would come after David, would be one of the family line of David? How is that? And the point here is that the Lord, Messiah, is God, that he is the son of God, that he is eternal, that David recognized his lordship even in his day, even though he had not yet even been born, had not yet yet even come. That, That promise had not yet even been fulfilled. In other words, this was more than a human physical leader. This is God. This is someone that David recognized as authoritative contemporary to his own life. See the point? So Jesus is taking the scripture and demonstrating to a very critical crowd of his day that they have some really profound misunderstandings about the identity of Messiah. Now, what were some of those misunderstandings? We've talked about it. Uh, They had a misunderstanding that Messiah would only be a physical conqueror, that he would only be a general that would set up rule and reign and throw off Roman oppression and bring the uh, bring pride back to Israel as they would be the rulers and they would be the ones that would rule the world. And now, will that happen one day? Will Jesus, Messiah? be the king of kings and lord of lords on this earth in a physical sense. Yes, we call that the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. But is that all he will be? Is that all that Messiah was supposed to be? And the answer, of course, is no, especially here where Jesus knows within hours he's going to be on a cross. With By the end of the week, he will have died 
have been buried, and then on the first day of the week will rise again. So they obviously misunderstood who Messiah was. So Jesus is driving at their theology of Messiah. You don't really fully understand who he is, do you? And I'm challenging that because why would the scriptures say this? Have you ever thought about this? See, the, the identity of Messiah was right in front of the Jewish people, but they just couldn't see it. Paul explained a bit about why they couldn't see it. Second Corinthians chapter three, that veil that's over their heart where they just can't see and understand who Messiah is, but it was there. Isaiah 53 was there. Uh, Psalm 22 was there. Psalm 69 was there. Psalm 110 verse one, that's what he's quoting right here, was there. They, they couldn't see it. And Jesus was pointing it out and showing right there in plain sight was a description of Messiah. And yet no one had ever really thought through that. So how could he at once be the son of David, but also David's Lord at the same time? And Jesus was just challenging their thinking, getting them to think beyond their preconceptions. It's a tough thing, isn't it? It's a tough thing for anybody to think beyond their preconceptions because we grow up thinking, hey, what my mom and dad taught me was right. The religion I grew up in is right. The doctrine I grew up in is right. And I've said it this way, Muslim parents love their children. Uh, Buddhist parents love their children. But just because a parent raises a child in a religious system doesn't mean that system is right. Just because parents love that child doesn't mean that what they taught that child was right. It's incumbent upon all people to check their biases and their preconceptions at the door and, and, and check them against the veracity of the Holy Scriptures of God. And that's what Jesus is doing here. He's bringing them back to a, a, a starting point, which is the Scripture itself, and asking a question. You know that questions stir our conscience? Jesus was the master teacher. He never imposed upon people. He didn't lecture or just mandate things or say, this is the way it is. No, he challenged people's thinking right from the very beginning. The first time we see Jesus teaching long before his public ministry began was when he was 12 years of age. The Bible says there in Luke chapter two that he was both asking and receiving questions, uh, challenging people to think through so that in that question, people had to think and come to a conclusion about the subject matter. And that's what Jesus is doing even yet in this last week of his teaching. Look at verse number 37 again. David therefore himself calleth him Lord, and whence is he then his son? Now, what did they do with that question? How did they respond to that question? Well, the Bible says in verse 37, the common people heard him gladly. Yet why? Because this was a this was so odd for the common people to see. They're, they're normally seeing the scribes and the Pharisees uh, have all the answers or at least act as if they have all the answers. And they're quoting and footnoting this school and that teacher and my dad said this and I learned this in my theology class. And the common man just didn't even want to delve into it. Talk to a Jewish person today about any of these issues. You know what they'll do, the average Jewish person? They won't talk to you about it. 
Why? Because they'll say, well, you know, the rabbis have talked about this and the Talmud uh, talks about this and the Mishnah and people have argued about this and and I'm going to leave that to the scholars. They still do that today. So that when Jesus kind of cut through all that theological mustard and when Jesus went right back to the authority of the word of God itself and spoke with clarity, the common people said, yes, yes. That's what we're looking for, the ring of truth that has. And so Jesus was what was fresh water to the soul of thirsty common people, but he was an irritant uh, to the pride of these scribes and religious leaders who had actually used teaching to obfuscate the truth, uh, not to help people understand it. And the common people here were hearing him gladly. Uh, What a great story again here in the final week of Jesus' earthly ministry. I know we didn't cover a whole lot today, but we're going to jump into verse number 38 tomorrow, and Jesus is going to kind of go a little bit more heads-on with the motives of the religious leaders on that last week, and so we'll talk about that next time. Hope you'll join us for it. Uh, Thanks for joining us again today. Have a great day in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.